We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a True Faith podcast. I'm Norman Rayleigh, and I'm joined by Mickey Collin and Charlotte. Who up or Robson do we call you, Charlotte? Uh, Charlotte, it's fine. Sure, we'll just call you Charlotte then. Who's um obviously been been plucked from the academy and um stuck in for a for a debut. Uh, <laughs> we had to um we had to discuss the upcoming super size, bigger than Jesus match against West Ham, and also a little bit on the players we've been linked to over the course of the last few days. Um, so Charlotte, just as an intro, I've got a couple of questions for you, just so just so people can get to know you. Um, okay. What's uh what's the first match in Newcastle that you recall? Um, God, first one I recall, um, well, I started going when I was 10 in the 2000 season. Um, I can't exactly remember the first one that I went to, but, um, it was around the time that we, we, we came out winning the Intertoto Cup, I think. Oh, or no, went in for it. The Intertoto Cup. So, that's, that's as far back as I can recall. The Intertoto Cup, I mean, that was that was our last major honour, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, let, I'll tell you what, then, let's see. What what, what do you see will be your most memorable match? Um, definitely the Arsenal 4-4 a few years ago. Um, what was that, six years ago? Aye, um, 2011, that's was right. Was it? Yeah. I think it was, I think it was yeah, 2011. 2011 it was, aye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, cause I, yeah, that was meant, I wanted to leave at half time. I was like, I was with my dad and I was like, this is terrible. So embarrassing. Half the stadium was gone after half time, but my dad will never leave a match. So we stayed and it was just so good. It was so good. I mean, it's, it's amazing what you can do with the strike force of Nigel Range and Leon Best, isn't it? Um, and would you, uh, <laughs> could do that now. would you, um, and would you say that you've got like a, a favorite player that you've seen at Newcastle or, or even someone on the current squad? Um, I've got a real, I've got a real soft spot for Nobby Solano. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why. I just, well, I do because he was good, and he came back and he's on Bobby Robson's squad and stuff. And I just, I re, yeah, I really have a soft spot for him. So brilliant. He's probably my favourite player. Brilliant player, brilliant player, absolutely fantastic player. Um, yes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't even say that he was underrated. I think that anyone, um, I can't imagine there's anyone would would like. Say that they never thought Nobby Solano was much good. He was, he was a brilliant, brilliant player. And I remember when we um when we got him back from Aston Villa. Well, I was I was happier when we got him back from Villa than we did when we got we got Michael Owen. We got them around about the same time, and that was um yeah. I was more, I was happy about that because I, I loved him. Um, right, so I tell you what then. Before we get cracking, 
I'm going to just say five things to you right now. I want the first word that springs to mind when you say it, right? The first word. So, Mike Ashley. Awful. Rafa. Okay. Take over. Oh, oh no. I, I like Rafa. I do like Rafa, but, you know, we're not... We're not winning anything. So. That's more. That's more than one I'm, word. We'll go into that at some other point. Take over. Okay. All right. So if I say take over, are we doing another one? Yeah, take over. Oh, uh, hopefully. Marino. Mm. Oof. And oh. what about um, staying up? <laughs> Please. Fair enough, fair enough, there you go, and that's, the, that's those answers, that's the introduction over with, and anyways, we can get, we can get cracking oh, up the football. So Mick, I've got a question for you. Um, so, let's see, I mean, the game against, um, <clears throat> the game against Arsenal on, on Saturday, I mean, I, I thought it was a decent performance, um, you know, obviously we lost, but we did, we did kind of go back to that, that, that solid football, as I, as I'm, like, I, I spoke about with um, Alex and Sai in the last podcast, um, but you know, still, it's only one. It's one draw, no wins in nine. I mean, this this match this weekend. I hate to say it, but it's vital that we win, right? It is. It's become um, it's become the absolute cliche, and it's a six pointer. Really, we can't we we can't afford to um, can't afford to, to let West Ham get get six points against us, which is what will happen if they win and we lose. Um, it's 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 a huge huge game, and we need. I I'd love us to win it, but we we absolutely have to not lose. A defeat would be would be a real pisser going into Man City at, uh, at home on the twenty seventh. It's just a, it's just a total. It's a it's a it's a mustn't lose, not a must win. Although we we could do with a win, but it's it, it's for sure is is a mustn't lose. Um, if nothing else, we just need if we need to get a, a little bit of positivity back around the club, um, which is has been. Has been sucked out on mass over the past seven or eight weeks. Um, yeah, that's a that's a horrible question. That you know. No, it is. I agree with you. And when you see like the good, um, the good feeling come back, like it. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is vital that we win. But I was thinking the kind of like worst case scenarios, and I was thinking, well, <clears throat> I mean, obviously worst case would be to lose. But like, I don't. I don't even want to contemplate that. Um, even even get like the good the good feeling back. I was thinking, you know what? If like if we if we want to go all down. And then we equalised with like ten minutes to go. You know that might be like a, a major kind of turning point. It, it's I'm clutching again. I'm clutching at straws a bit because I'm just so desperate for us not to lose. But um, ah, it is. It is. You, you're right. It is that cliche six point. Especially with um, obviously the match after that. I think is uh, Man City, isn't it? And then we've got we've got we've got I'm Brighton. Not, um, I'm not at all concerned about our performance really on Saturday. I'm, I I don't think we're going to perform badly, and I don't I don't think we have really in the past couple of weeks. I don't think. The performance isn't isn't a worry. It's we, we need the result. We need we need to. I, I would be just as annoyed coming out of Saturday thinking we've played well but gotten out as I would if we played shit because we just need we need the points on the board. Agreed, mate. That's that's a a, a funny one for this one. Where no, 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 no. Agreed. Would, agreed. I, I would take the um the, the Crystal Palace at home performance. I would take it and in result I would take that like any any day of the week. Um, yeah. you know like utterly dire for a. Uh, 85 minutes, very little created by both sides, but then just getting a winner that would be well, be be spectacular. But uh, I will, we'll see, mate. It's um, it, it certainly feels like already, like, even at this stage of season, you kind of got that. You've got those like, well, I have. I've got those like massive nerves that you get before a huge game. It does just feel feel huge. But um, I think Alex mentioned it in the last podcast. You know what? 
it's exciting, so I'm going to try and enjoy it a bit. Um, Charlotte, uh, are you? Um, so the game against Arsenal on Saturday, I don't know, if did you take any any positives from that performance and anything yeah, that, um, I mean, you think well, that the team will carry over? Sorry, um, interrupting you. Um, yeah, I mean, the second half particularly, I thought we looked better. Um, I mean, especially compared, like, I was watching the Leicester match the other week, which is actually when I got in touch with Alex. And just as, that was just, I just thought it was terrible, terrible performance. And then on Saturday, it just looked like people were, uh, like, playing a bit more forward. Um, I just think they just need a bit more attack, really, on that side. Um yeah, just pretty much that. Like back to basics. Don't complicate things. We're playing. What we're playing for? Five. What we're playing on Saturday? Well, I mean, I don't know. I was gonna. I was actually gonna say that. I was actually gonna ask, ask you, Mick, about that. Um, the setup on Saturday. What um, what kind of setup would you like to see? And you got any any kind of preferences for playing personal on the pitch? The 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 one thing which is which has changed when we've started being a bit more confident in our performances over the past two weeks has been that we've gone back to the formation that we were yeah, good at, yeah. the 4-2-3-1, which and I still reckon the reason that Rafa's tried 4-4-2 is because there's so many divvies clamouring all over social media, all over all the press. Why aren't Newcastle playing 4-4-2? We should always play 4-4-2 because we haven't got the players and it doesn't work and we've proven to the detriment of the team and the detriment of the club that, it, that we're shite at it and... Like for for us to go into the into the weekend with anything other than four two three one, which we've done well at this season, would be madness, and and it won't happen. Rafa won't won't do it. No, do you, do you um do you do you really do you really think that there's um due to the kind of social media slash you know bullshit um pools conducted by the Chronicle that that would have like filtered back to possibly the 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 club and that that like there might have been a little bit of that playing the the fact that he's gone four four two. Do you reckon that might have might have had an impact then? Uh, because I think it must, I doubt, it's not going to be a major factor in Rafa's decision-making, really. But it has to have an impact, because because at the end of the day, it's like, you've got to keep the fans on side. And Rafa, Rafa more than anyone, I think, certainly recently with Newcastle, understands that. Um, but what, what, he's, what he's missed is the fact that these these people that are booting off all over social media and, and, and other avenues which, which this has come from aren't representative of the fan base. These are the the morons and the, the people that should be roundly ignored. <laughs> but I think it, ha- it has to it has to have some impact, surely. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so I, surprised I, if, that's, if that's actually filtering into the sort of management of the club. Like, that that, that, that can't be it, really, can it? Well, no, that, won't be, that de- definitely won't be the major thing. But, like, Mickey says... I don't think the only reason by any stretch of the imagination or the, or the major reason, but I definitely think it would have had an impact. Well, I think um, I know. I mean, I would say it's it's definitely that um, people going onto social media and adding players and telling them that they're absolutely shite is definitely going to have an impact on a player. But uh, but there you go. And I mean, um, the Chronicle uh, put out a poll this evening about um, who's to blame for um, the current situation at Newcastle. Rafa, or I might actually they put a fucking poll out on that. Um, and obviously. Mike well, obviously, obviously, and obviously, a load of uh, a load of Mackums apparently went on there and, and voted like for um, you know, voted that it was Rafa's fault. So that was that was hilarious and well, well done at the Chronicle for for you know some of the biggest heap of shade clickbait I've probably ever seen them produce. Um, anyway, I'll move away from that. Um, it's just total bollocks, mate. Um, exactly the same as the kind of um, Richard Keys uh, speech yesterday about British coaches and blaming Rafa everything. But you know what? 
I'll not waste any more breath on that Ota Bell end. That is Richard Keys. Um, in terms of in, ter- in terms of the players in the side, um, Charlotte, you got a- anyone that you'd like to see perhaps in the team at the weekend, or, or were you would you be happy if you sent out the the same team that he did against Arsenal? Um, well, I I've got a real soft spot for Mitro. I know that that, that Alex hates that. But I've got a real soft spot for him. Is he? Is he? Was he injured on Saturday? No, no. There's um. I think that. I think. No, the, I think. I think I've probably got like just it. as much chance of him as playing as him. Yeah, I just think give it, like I just give him the time. Like he scores for Serbia. I don't understand why we don't just. Well, it's it's not a team player, and he, you know Rafa doesn't like him. But I I, I just think give him the time. You probably you probably opening a can of worms with most of the lads on this podcast about Meat Row and uh, <laughs> oh, it's um it's an it's an unple- oh. it's an unpleasant dark place to go to, wouldn't you agree, Mickey? Yeah, I'm going, <laughs> going to be hated amongst the lads. Like, I, know, I, think I'm, I'm... I know. I hate him, I know. <laughs> and Shelby obviously had little to say, but obviously that's never gonna happen. Well he's, he's, he's still he's still be suspended, Shelby. Well, I think he's quickly. I think he he needs to sell the team for ages. It, it, that red card has, has driven me absolutely fucking mad. It's so stupid for a senior player like him to yeah. get sent off like that. It's pathetic. He should be docked wages for that. Yeah. He should be docked wages because it's petulant. It's pathetic. He's supposed to be a fucking leader, and he's he's really let with down, really badly let with down. Well, he's not going to be in there at the weekend because I think that like, with, with that being the second send off, it would be three games in. Like brazenly pathetic at work and. Uh, and, and yeah. cost, the, cost the company or cost the manager money, you they would you'd get fucking sacked. You would get sacked. Yeah. Obviously, that's not realistic. But he needs he should be punished because that attitude needs to be driven out of him. It's unacceptable. Oh, I, mean, I, yeah. I, I I I agree with the fact that he's a he's he's a massive petulant child. Um, and I think that. He's not. He's, he won't be available this weekend, anyways, because I think the second sending off is like an automatic no, know, three game ban. So I think we'll probably see a centre in midfield of um of Hayden and Marino. And to be to be honest, I thought um the the game against Arsenal the weekend that was one of Hayden's best performances in a while. In fact, if anything, I'd say Hayden played better than Marino, which I haven't been able to say that many times this season. Um, so I, I guess that'll be it. And and I don't know. I mean, up top, would you? What do you reckon, uh, Mickey? Would you say it'd be Perez and Hosselu? I would play Gale. Um, Gale, Gale and Perez or Gale and Hosselu? Gale and Perez. Gale and um, Because Hosselu is a donkey. At least Gale's <laughs> got a chance of scoring. Well. You can give, uh, Hosselu, Hosselu just isn't anymore. He was at the start of the season, but he's not offering enough as a as a unit up front to to justify the the just complete lack of goal threat. So you can't you can't play him if he's not if he's not holding the ball up and laying it off perfectly every single time if you if you're not scoring as a striker and you you're not doing that then, then what about, why, what about why me? Yeah. I thought Murphy looked alright on, on Saturday. He did well I was gonna ask that. Would you um would you would Charlotte would you um would you would you bring Richie back into the starting lineup or would you um stick with Atsu and Murphy on the flanks and bring Richie off the bench perhaps? Give him a chance. I'd, I'd put him on starting. I think he'll start. Um, what? I think you'll, I think you'll start at the weekend, yeah. Yeah. I think he looked alright on on Good. Saturday, so we'll see. I don't know if I don't think he'll play the full match. Well, I mean, the thing with Richie is as well. He came on on Saturday. He was really useful, and uh, obviously he's he's a threat from uh, from set pieces, and they could. They could be one of our best out um, best outlets or scoring on Saturday. Um, Mickey, I do have to. I will have to make a comment on Hosselu, um Just to counter what you said, ever so slightly. I mean, you know, I've 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 repeatedly said this. Like for for a player who costs five million for Stokes reserves, you know, we are kind of getting what we 
what we paid for. But at the same time, um, on Saturday against Arsenal, um, from from where I, where I was watching, uh, he he was actually really effective. He, he didn't. I don't think he lost a header, and there were there were plenty of them. And his layoff, his layoff work was really good. He just um, he just kind of lacked having anyone up front with him. Um, so my my preference for for this game would be to have Hosselu behind Murphy, but um, we'll we'll see where we'll see where that goes. Um, behind Gale, you mean? Uh, Gale, I sorry, Gale and uh, Gale and Hosselu. That's where that's where I'd go. Aye. Right. Um, can't play 4-4-2. No, no, but I'm, ta- I'm talking about I'm talking about like um I'm t- I'm talking about you can act- I'm talking about playing Hosselu like behind Gill. As a number ten. Aye, aye. I've I've seen like he's kind he's, he's kind of he's kind of done it when they've um, been on the pitch a couple of times together. Anyways, um, but maybe 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 I'm just getting a bit cha- maybe I'm getting a bit championship manager there. You know what I mean? It's just uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just dreaming. I'm just dreaming, Mickey. That's that's all it is. It's just a it's just a dream that Hosselu. It's going to turn out to be an absolutely brilliant number ten, but you know what? It's probably not. It's probably a dream that's not going to come true. Um, what about uh, what about West Ham? Then, do you got any any concerns with, with them? Any players that you think may cause problems? That's I think you. Unfortunate Lanzini's uh, banned. Yeah, yeah. Any further con- Any best. further concerns? He's their best player. I think Hernandez up front is an issue, but I think. Um... I, I, I think we I think we've hit the jackpot playing them when Lanzini's banned because he's he he gets them ticking. Um, apart from him, you, you look through their squad and there's no like there's no massive threat. Carroll's injured, I think, isn't he? Carl, well, I mean, it wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. He's, he's perma he's perma crocked, didn't he? Yeah, and then other than that, I mean, they've got that Antonio fella who's got a bit of gas, but apart from him. There's no one there. There's no one there to be overly concerned about, and you would think with our defensive unit with Lasalle's playing, it, it would should be able to handle them fairly comfortably. Um, yeah, I know you said before you were, you thought we would be a reasonable threat with um, set pieces, but I, I think that about them as well. Um, well, that's, I, that's where I think they're most likely to get a goal from. Well, um, that's what I was going to well, leads in leads in the next question actually. That that, that leads in the next question. Um, so Charlotte, uh, well, I'll put this on to both you, but Charlotte, you were uh, you were cracking this first there. Obviously, you've got you've got like a David Moyes side and um and Newcastle United and Rafa Benitez and you know you you got uh-huh. in theory you're saying you know you're looking at two very um very cautious sides and we we had our early season success on on being cautious and sitting back and allowing the team to dictate the play. Now that's that's a Moyes a Moyes thing. I mean you know it, it was how he how he kind of managed Everton for years. Um, but on Saturday with West Ham being at home, I guess there's probably going to be more pressure on them to to come out and attack us. Um, do you think that? Yeah. Do you think that that's a case that'll play in our hands? Um, yeah, probably. As defensively, we look quite good on on Saturday, so I think you know, I think we'll probably be all right there. But like, I think we're fairly evenly matched. Like, I don't think, I think we need to attack a lot more. So, I don't know. Like, yeah, does that make sense? Well, we got. I mean, we've got. We've got to attack. I mean, I don't know what you think, but yeah, I think it's going to be a game of. Uh, very very few chances, like, and I think that, yeah. and I think that um the 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 approach that West Ham are going to have, I I think the crowd's going to be on them on them early to attack us and and it will play in our hands. I don't know what you think, Mickey. I agree, um, but I think we've got a, a better chance of getting a result against them at their place than we have at ours for that exact reason. Their crowd, uh, their crowd expects more of them than they're capable of, and it'll force them forward, which they're not comfortable at, and Moy Moy certainly isn't comfortable at, um. 
that like, almost exactly the same as would be the case at our place. But our our crowd would be trying to get Newcastle to push forward, which mm-hmm. which one or two got us. Um, if if you played this game behind closed doors, <laughs> I think it would be the most boring game in football. There would be no <laughs> chances. Neither team would try and fucking score. It would just be possession at the back, and and both teams would be really solid. So I think we'll I think we'll really benefit from the fact that we're playing at West Ham. Um, and they they aren't good at all at playing expansive expansive football and creating chances. So that hopefully should should play into our hands a bit. Let us play our normal game, which we're which we're quite good at, and try and try and snatch a goal from somewhere. Um, and but I, I think our best our best possible outcome from this is winning one nil. I I'd I'd go with that. I think um it's it I'm feeling. <clears throat> Given our recent form and given the given that they've picked up lately, now I mean you know the the battered Stoke, but Stoke are on a massively downward spiral at the minute. Um, the given the kind of nature of of a of a Moyes like a Moyes, um side, but given that West Ham at home and the fans are going to be in the back, I think I really think that um, it's it's playing directly into our hands, and and that's why I've I'm kind of quietly confident again. Again, you know I'm I'm probably shooting myself in the foot seeing this, but I can I can see us. I can see us sneaking out there, sneaking out a one 0 win, and um, I would celebrate it like we just won the FA Cup. I'm so desperate for uh, that feeling of winning again at the minute, like. Um, so I. Um, I don't know if I'm just being a pessimist, but I, I think the best we're going to get is a draw here. Oh well, there you go. And so about uh, I tell you what, I'm I'm going to predict the result. I'm going to predict a one 0 win. What What do you reckon, Mickey? Four 0 Four 0 I mean, that's you know what? Fair play, fairly optimistic, but I can I can see it, like. Two from Jocelyn, maybe. I, I think, being serious, I think I think we could sneak it, but I think the likely likely result is now teach. Charlotte, are you saying now teach? Are you going for a score draw? I'm going to go one one. One one. I think we'll both give it because I think I think like you said at the top there, I think with them with their with their fan base and, and being at home, I think they'll probably they'll probably take the lead and then I think we'll we'll pull it back, which will be nice. Confidence boosting. Yeah, confidence boosting, but I'd 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 be really happy, obviously, with a win. Aye. But um, I think that's I think that's how it'll go. Well, I'm gonna be there, and um, I'm gonna be full of peeve before I get in the ground. So my optimism levels <laughs> will be through brief be through the roof. They're pretty good at the minute, and they're just gonna like get a like um like ridiculous stage by by Saturday morning. So I hope the come down um doesn't reflect how positive I'm feeling. Um, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what, um, um, Mickey, I'll, I'll uh, put this question to you, mate. With um, being linked, obviously it's that ridiculous time of year now where people are starting to think about the January transfer window, and obviously with the club being owned by Mike Lashley, halfway through a sale happening, a sale not happening, is it gonna happen? Who knows? All that. And um, we're getting linked with some, we're getting linked with some ridiculous players at the minute. Like in my opinion, ridiculous. I mean, what do you what do you make of it? I mean, like let's let's say for example, David Louise. I mean that that's that's shite, isn't it? That's whole shite. It's an absolute load of rubbish. I called the guy out on it, sort of, um, on Twitter, just saying it was a ridiculous article. Um, how it's just a, an indictment of, of the way the press treat Newcastle United as a whole, particularly um, more often the national press, but some of the local press, um, one of which was mentioned before. Um, the, the, the everything that they produce uh, for these papers is, is purely to get people. To click on their website. None of it is based on fact. None of it's based on any reasonable intuition on what might happen. It's just to get people to click on the website. Um, there's no fucking way. There's no way we wouldn't pay for his wages. Well, I mean, like, his his wages per week cost more than Hosselu, didn't they? So we're bollocks yeah. there. 
it's absolutely ludicrous. And that that man, I've, I've forgotten his name now. Whoever it was that's produced that article, Miles Stoffers, gets gets paid money. Gets paid money <laughs> to make that. That's his job, and it's a it's a farce. It's a total joke. I'm fucking sick of it. Absolutely mm. sick of it. And it gets people. It gets people fucking riled up. It's part of the problem. It's part of the problem that that's caused our fan base to be full of such divvies as we get fed drivel. And some people don't see through it. I'm not really criticising those people. I am, but not not really. It's, it's the establishments and the papers that are producing this shite that are they're, they're part of the problem with Newcastle United, and I'm fucking sick of it. And people need to start making a fucking stand and not reading it. In addition to that, by the way, just while I'm talking about them, I fucking hate how you have to answer a survey to read the articles on the Chronicle website. On the Chronicle, what's yeah. What's, what's that even about? I don't click them anymore because I, I know you you get the option to skip the survey, but it still takes over the fucking page when you're trying to read it. Why why is that the crack? I've, I've, I, don't, I don't... Someone I, has made up about rubbish that's not that's not relevant and not true. You, you then have to answer a survey about, like, fairy liquid to read it. <laughs> And what, and what did you answer on that question, the fairy liquid question? <laughs> the, the other, the other couple that that have been mooted, uh, Dodzy was saying we've been linked with Sturridge. Apparently, we've been linked with Danny Ings. That one might have some, might have some actual truth. Well, I've just seen. Maybe he's pay a third of his wages. I've just um, seen Islam Slamani, and I think I think you sent yeah. that um, that article, didn't you, Charlotte? I mean, again, like, yeah, I, I, I re- as a player, he's he was phenomenal at Porto, and he's got a really good. Uh, Record for Algeria, but that's kind of like the mirror argument, isn't it? Like he's banged in, yeah, banged in yeah, seven and two Syria. games, yeah. seven and two games for Algeria against Burkina Faso. But um, it's again, I mean, what um, what do you make of that? I mean, again, it's another one that I think is an absolute load of bollocks. What what do you think of that, Charlotte? The Slimani link. Uh, do you, well, they were saying he was looking for an exit on the. Obviously, it's a chronicle. Mm-hmm. So how uh, pinch yourself. Um, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to get more forward. Um, in the in the squad, somebody a bit more fresh. Who has been good, but like you say, it's a Mitro thing. Like it, you look at his record, and it looks really good for sort of home playing. But w- will he fit into the team, and will he play for well, Newcastle? Is the question. Well, I don't know. I, I'd I'd um, take him right now, but I does. I just think it's I just think it's a little bollocks. It's just another rumor. I mean, um, yeah, I think one. I think the Luke Shaw, yeah, Luke Shaw, I would love. What do you think? I mean, what do you think, um, Mickey? Like Luke Shaw would be brilliant. I can't see that. I mean, no, Danny Ings. Danny Ings sounds realistic to me. Um, on Slomani, I think he, he looks like an absolute donkey for Leicester. So if we spend money on him, we want you. Um, Luke Shaw. Yeah, yeah. Luke Shaw's a possible one. You know, it's not that's not that out there because Man United are probably they're either going to want him. To, well, they're going to want him to get games to to push his value up. And if they have to take half of his wages from us, so he plays every like plays every week for Newcastle for the rest of the season, and then he set the sell him for five million more at the end, then they would do that. Um, that, of all of them, that's probably the most realistic. Danny Ings, I'd love to sign him. I think he, um, he he poses a threat that we don't have in the squad, but whether or not it's it's a worthwhile gamble for Newcastle based on his recent injury record um, is another question. If we if we put all our eggs in the Danny Ings basket and sign him and he was the only striker and then he gets injured after two weeks, I agree with you on Ings. I think you'd be an excellent signing, but at the minute, every single rumour that I read I'm just looking at it and going, aye, bullshit. Because mm-hmm. whilst, um, whilst Mike Ashley is in charge of this football club, no matter who we're linked with, if Rafa's done, they, you know, done the legwork on them, if Rafa's even set it up, we've seen this before, it just doesn't mean anything until that uh-huh. useless bastard sorts it out. But um, you know what, I suppose, the thing is, I mean, I don't know about you two, but every transfer window, 
you try not to get sucked in and then like yeah. about about two weeks in and then especially last week you just go another jive you're refreshing Twitter every five minutes and you're trying to um you know you're, you're praying for that good news to come through so who knows we might get some this year but um I'm gonna try and try and keep a lid on the excitement because I just don't want to like you know lie in the fetal position again crying my eyes out on um February the first um it's so, hard it's really hard I always get excited about it what was that Michael sorry even just mediocre news would be good just sign someone that's not shy. Um, that's a low bar, isn't it? That that's where we are. Well, that's what it's at. That's what it is. Yeah. That's how sad is that? Does anyone know what yeah. chef? Does anyone know what Chefki Cookie's up to? Rubbish. Sign a, <laughs> sign a person that actually plays left back for the first time in seven or eight years. Sign a fucking left back. It's all I want. You know what, Mickey? It's going to happen. That knows where the goal is, and someone that can play left back. It's going to happen. Too much to ask. It's going. It's going to happen. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to drag out of the um the 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 kind of um. What can I say? The foreboding that uh, the transfer window presents at Newcastle United, and uh, I'm gonna try and end on a positive note because I, I genuinely think that I genuinely think that all the players are gonna be up for it this weekend, and I, and I just hope that obviously that we end really up for it and we get a we get a we get a brilliant result. So um, unless either of you two have anything else to say, I think we can probably leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Hopefully this time next week we'll be having a chat before Man City. Or yeah. Cousin. Like three points if we can if we can get three points today, I don't know how many places we'll go up, but it's a good few. We can go four or five places, places I think. Alright. We'll get them. So we'll get the three points. Fingers crossed. Thanks very much, you two. Final point. Anyone that's listening, can people please just stop being so fucking negative at the match? Like there's absolutely no need for it and it doesn't benefit anyone. I'm, and I'm sick of it. The last home game was, was one of the worst I've been doing for that. People kicking off at mm-hmm. every single misplaced pass, every every slightly slightly wrong touch. How how these people think that it benefits the team when they're booting off at everyone when they make the slightest mistake is, is utterly beyond me. And people if people aren't going to the match to actively support the team and try and help, then they shouldn't come. And then, and, and for me, they're not welcome. And there were so many around me in the strawberry corner at the weekend that I, I felt like I had to say something. Um, and I did the two lads at the end of the match on a on Saturday. I called them out because they've been just booting all game. They hadn't they hadn't sang once. They barely fucking claps. They, mm-hmm. they were just waiting. These people just got the match and just wait so they can scream abuse at another adult male. Yeah. What are they doing? Don't don't come to the match. Give your ticket to someone else. Yeah. Well, Michael, that's a fucking rallying cry there, mate. Important that that message needs to. Thank yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rallying cry it's a rallying cry and I assure you I'll be at West Ham this weekend and I'll scream until uh, yeah cough a lung up basically scream, but scream with positivity total positivity and we're going to win um, so we'll leave it there and uh, for people listening to this if you like it please do give it a, um, a retweet when we put it on when we put it on Twitter and um, aye, just leave a review on iTunes and uh, we will be speaking to you more or less 20 hours after the West Ham match. Cheers. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. 
This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.